Mom. Are you recording again? It's coming home, Mom. It is. Do you want but me to burst what into I can't, time? What's going to be dead funny is I dead can't funny. reference it too much because this comes out after the final and imagine if it doesn't. But anyway. You've got to be positive, Declan. I am. But let's Even I game, feel but... positive and I'm not. I watched it last night and I was, you know, giving Shall them... I do the... Shall I do the intro first, though, before we get into it oh, a bit more? OK. Well, you should say I don't know what you're doing. Well, I was just a bit of a, a preamble. Is that okay. a Hello and welcome to It's In The Jeans podcast, the podcast by The Digital Jean. My name is Declan. And I'm Sharon. And we're a mum and son duo and directors from The Digital Jean. Today we'll be, dis- we'll be discussing, as well as what we've been up to, football and stuff. Um, loads of these topics are yours, mum, so I'm not going to try to read them like a robot like I usually do. Oh, like but... we are talking about <laughs> So you've had an ordeal on Instagram this week, which you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, an article about e-commerce and thinking it's easy and it's not. Yes. Um, you want to challenge the perception of older workers. Um, mm-hmm. ITV have launched Shoppable TV Tech. And then the one topic I wanted to talk about was customers being fed up with COVID being an excuse for bad service. Well, and I don't let's... think we're going to get... And I don't think we're going to get to a business bit section this No, this and let's time. not do all my topics all in one go. Let's break out to one of yours so it's not... All, I mean, I won't... Mom, so it's I will not have all about opinion. me, you know. <laughs> well, I will have an opinion on them, so that's fine. Oh, I'm sure you'll have an opinion, Declan, yes. So it's not going to be one-sided, although okay. I know that's how you would like it to be. But... No, of course. If if that was the case, Declan, I would do a solo podcast. I like, I'm surprised you don't. I like bouncing <laughs> off you. That sounds rude. Straight away. (laughs) Too early. Too early. Um, What would it be called? Expiry date. Yeah. That's a good one, actually, Declan. (laughs) Thank you. Make a note of that, because by the end of it, my fog brain will have forgotten that. Your fog brain or your brain fog? You can say either. (laughs) Can you? Yeah. Right, come on, let's get started then. We are started what I know, but I mean let's talk about the topics. How are you doing? Are you excited for Freedom Day? When is it? Clearly not then. No. Um nineteenth. I feel uh are we having the day off? Are we? I feel as if you need to come in with an intro now. Freedom Freedom Doesn't sound anything like George Michael that, does it? If you had to guess if you had to guess that tune. (laughs) If you had to guess that tune, definitely you do realise that you're picking at your retainers. My elastic bands keep are you falling gonna, Are you going to cut that? You know when you say unfiltered no. on YouTube? I Nobody bet you cut that bit out. Nobody would have noticed if you hadn't. Well, I'm your mum and I notice it, so that's why. So when, anyway. you're doing, when you're doing a podcast and a video with your mum, don't do things that you know she's going to pick you up on. Okay, thank you. That's so, okay, that's okay. So you're not excited then? Oh, I, I was I was I was excited the last time. 
Yeah. But it seems like a non-event now. Mm. Do you do you know what I mean by that? Um, yeah. I kind of had the plans that I had. I was in Manchester for what was meant to be the the other the previous Freedom Day, but I don't know, something about this whole learning to live with it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable because every time that they've relaxed the rules before, it's mm. because cases have been going way down. But it's like they're relaxing. It's going the other way, isn't it now? It's going really high and they're relaxing it and it just feels really a bit alien. And I also think for however many months, it's all the messaging has always been, you know, do not pass COVID on to anybody in, you know, isolate yourself, stink, keep a distance. And now COVID is still rife in society, but now all those rules aren't going to exist anymore. And I, was so. just chat- I was just chatting to a friend before we came on air. And um, I said, you know, I feel as if I just don't know what's going on anymore. Mm. It's yeah. just so many mixed messages, so much non-wrong information. Um even just the, you know, I think we've mentioned this before. I've certainly mentioned it in conversation with others. Even just the symptoms on the NHS website now are so outdated. Like people are well, having. They've said that. They've yeah. said that for the Delta variant, haven't they? It's not the same. So how? Or it's, do... or it's different if you've been vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, the symptoms are a lot. It's more of like a headache or. That's when how how when... difficult is it to update a website? I mean, come on. It's the, gov- when... it's, it's the government, like you would think. Yeah. Do, do they want a support contract offers? <laughs> they need to go in and make the updates. They need to. Um, no, I think they need to hundred percent confirm that they are symptoms from the scientists first. But I'll still wear masks. I think in certain situations. Oh, for sure, I'll I'll be wearing yeah. masks. You know, when we used to see people in uh, Asian countries, or even mm. you know people visiting here when you would see them, especially like on the tube and stuff. And I know lots of people are saying, you know, for the likes of London, they're going to wear them on the tube and public transport. I don't do a lot of public transport, but definitely if I'm going to be mixing with crowds, I'm going to be wearing a mask for sure. Do you think, though, let's say you were going to see a concert and it was an indoor concert, Mm. would you wear a mask then? Can I just say to you, I need an exempt lanyard because... My, oh, no, you don't. my you menopausal don't. symptoms of, as you know, are going through the roof again at the minute. Yeah. I'm waiting to get my HRT tweaked, fingers crossed. Mm. And um, oh, the hot sweats that I have when I wear a mask. Somebody somewhere needs to design a mask for menopausal women because the heat, <laughs> the heat but is I think untrue. That, I think that would involve making it a bit more porous and obviously you can't really do that can you but you wear fabric ones don't you i wonder if you should maybe get some of those you know the single use no we've um, got some of those we've got some of those but you know how i like to accessorize oh, I do, so, yeah. so yeah having, so maybe um, just drop the one and need for accessorizing mom just i think for so. a bit of convenience yeah yeah but it, it it's totally put me off going in shops because it's just not a pleasure for me at all. I'm breaking out in hot sweats and the mask just amplifies that sensation for me. And so shopping for me is an absolute horror at the moment. So I just do very little of it. Um, 
It's a bit cool. It's a bit. It's a bit cooler in supermarkets. You know, when I go and do the weekly shop, uh, it's a bit cooler. But going in, you know, regular shops, clothes shopping, all that type of thing, just far too warm, and I can't stand it with a mask on. Are you doing? Are you kind of like? Are you at the stage where? I remember I used to go shopping with you before and you would literally be like soaking. Are you back to that kind yeah. of vibe? Or, yeah. 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 It's just horrible. It's just horrible. And I, you know, I don't want to whinge because there's far worse things to be, you know, concerned about. But for me, it means that I do, I do less of that. So that mm. can't, that can't be good if there's people like me doing less of all that stuff. Can it? That's not good for the economy. If you drill it down to that. Well, yeah, well, it's just not a good health thing for you. It's just not it? good all round, is it? So, no. you know, thank God for online shopping. That's all I well, can say. Well, you are an advocate of it, aren't you, anyway? So, but no, um, I'm fine, thanks. <gasps> Did I not ask you again? No. It, Did you um, actually think... ask me if I was okay? But yeah, you know I said, why how that you is? Doing what you're up to. But you yeah. know why that is? It's because you're leading this. I don't lead it. I just... I'm just involved. So because you lead it as a true host, you ask those leading questions. Yeah, but you've got the title of co-host. It's not guest host. I didn't it? ask for that title, Declan. <laughs> you gave me it. Right. So okay. I know that you're okay. I only spoke to you 20 minutes ago. Yeah, but, but for the purpose, but for the purpose of, the podcast, of the podcast. Are you okay, son? I am okay. I'm Good. obsessed with the football. I'm in such a good mood after last night. Good. I think some of my friends are a bit like, I can't believe quite how much I am into it. I was and that you've also few... requested to watch the final with your dad? Well, Dad, Mum, we haven't been in a final since 66. No, I know. A tournament, I know. So so, it might yeah. be the only time me and Dad ever get to watch a final together. Oh, and so. your dad, when you when you said that you wanted to, to, you know, to meet up for Dad to come there to watch it with you, your dad was so touched. Was he? Um, yeah, I was like, you know, it's a bond, a bonding thing because he said he's never watched one with you, so he wants to do it. And he, I could tell he was really touched by that. So, oh, that's nice. Is so, he gonna? Are you just gonna go and sit in my room and ring? No, I'm gonna watch them? it. Oh yeah, I loved last night. For somebody oh. who's not, you know, not that really into football, I really enjoyed it because at the end of the day, we don't ever do well in the Eurovision, do we? But I think I was saying this to a few people. I think people like this team of like younger lads who seem like the nice guys. And yeah, was it Rash, Rashford did all that stuff last year, didn't he, with the free school meals for kids? I just think people just seem to like them and really want to. They get do, and I think it's also way, yeah. I think it's also you know the effect of everything that we've all been through. You know, obviously collectively, Denmark will have felt the same about their team. Um, Italy will feel the same about theirs. You know, it's 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 that patriotism, isn't it? And yeah. collect, collectively, what we've all been through, you know, it it, it just oh, it just seems to add something more to it. And I'm yeah, actually sat on the edge of my seat last night giving them tips to the TV screen. <laughs> I mean, you know, one of those backseat drivers type things, those backseat players. <laughs> what tips were you giving them? What did oh, they have to do? I can't even remember. I just felt like you know before Here it was. Before they swapped round, is that half time? Um, well, yeah. They were, they were looking. They were looking a bit like they were all over the place. And then once they sent, the yeah, once they sent the subs on, then it seemed to like really freshen up and get exciting. And I was like, "Come on, come on!" Like <laughs> this. And I thought they did an amazing job of like keeping the ball at the, that last five minutes or so. 
Um, so, so yeah. This is such a bizarre conversation. I'm a pundit now. Yeah. I'm a pundit. What can I say? Get well, me on the more TV. Female. They want more female pundits. Get me on so. the telly. All the years I've slagged it off. Get me on it. Get me on it. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch it with you, son. I know you like a reinvention as well, but I think oh, yes. you in no, but I think you in reinventing yourself to become a football pundit on BBC would be like Is that not doable? The mother of all like Well, you know I say you can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah, you do. You do. So before we move on to the topics that we wanted to discuss, I just want to touch on the succession trailer. Well it was a teaser, <gasps> wasn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we're obsessed, aren't we? we do, you know are, any, do you know anybody who's as obsessed as... Are any of your friends obs, obsessed as you? Not really, no. A lot of people don't watch, like, Sky Atlantic stuff because yeah. I don't think that many people have access to it. But, I mean, your dad's, um, ne- your dad's never watched it? Oh, it's so... And it I was just... left on a cliffhanger, wasn't it, the last oh. season? And I was laughing in that trailer. What does the dad say? I'm going to grind his fucking bones to like. <laughs> like Sounds like a pirate, like, doesn't he? Oh, I'm going to grind your fucking bones. And it always just reminds me of like if you were ever angry at me in the business and you were just. <laughs> oh, does it? Oh, you're likening me to Brian Cox. Thanks. No, I just imagine you getting Brian angry. Cox, but you know. You're having um, a bitch to dad, like I'm going to grind his fucking bones. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I'll have to remember that one. I won't remember it. Um, no. But yeah, I just cannot wait. And I told you, didn't I, that I've been watching the the um, three, well, I've watched it, the three-part documentary about Ghislaine, what she called. Yeah, and I said to you, I messaged you, didn't I? And I said, you need to watch this because this is succession in real life. But you haven't watched it, have you? No, not No, really. and you need to because that it, it they've obviously based succession they've got to have based it on that family or part of that family because it it just feels like you you're watching them robert maxwell and all this thing that's unfolding um Who's robert maxwell he that was the dad who um went off the side of the yacht oh. and they, they didn't know whether it was uh espionage or suicide they actually said it was suicide, and she she says there's no way, and her mom said there's no way he would have committed suicide. So there was a lot of stuff. If you read the backstory up on it, there was a lot of stuff going on at the time about how it even happened. Um, and then she took over the, sort of his role in the family. It's, it's fascinating, fascinating stuff. And then now obviously she's tied up in all that. Um, what's it called? That story. The Epstein stuff. Yeah, tied up in all that, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, it, it just just seems so many touch points from that. Just reminds me of it that they must have used that as some sort of inspiration in some way. Mm. But yeah, I don't. Um, a few people on Instagram tell me if I if I talk about it in my stories how much they're into it, but I feel like me and you are literally obsessed. Oh yeah, cannot Who wait. Should yeah. we move on to some topics then? Don't we always blabber on about the strangest, tiniest little things when it was meant to be like a few seconds and then usually I go on, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, I move on. Right, let's move on. It's going to be me now blabbering on again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Lockdowns are lifting. Life is a bit more normal again, whatever normal means. 
Here at the Digital Gene, we're looking back over the last 15 months. We're thankful for how tech and digital has allowed us to keep in touch with our loved ones and to continue on with our businesses. That's why we're launching our hashtag thankful for digital campaign. We're encouraging people to share a short video on social as to why you're thankful for digital in relation to the pandemic. We'd love to hear your anecdotes. Share on any social platform and tag at the digital gene whilst using the hashtag thankful for digital. We'd love to see you all getting involved. Okay, so do you want to start with your ordeal this week? Oh, I felt like I wasn't giving it any airspace, but... Well, I've not, I've not, I don't know what's happening here. Some of my friends know more about it than me. The interesting thing is that it's drove me back to my blog. I've half written a blog post early this morning about it. You know, when you're typing like this, um, (laughs) and it's, you know, I haven't written on my blog for probably once this year, twice tops and i keep saying i'm going to find time to get back to it because i love writing on it and it's actually driven me back to that so you know thanks instagram for that but basically you know you get creepy dms all the time creepy dms and um i never accept never accept them but obviously you can see them can't you and Mm -hmm. uh this this one at the weekend and actually i had a slew of them and I wondered if it was the fact that I'd I'd, I'd um, updated my profile a bit. I'd put that I was 58 on my profile. And you feel like the trolling, you know, Instagram looking for these vulnerable old biddies that they think we all are. And um, it seemed it seemed to coincide with that. But anyway, so I had a slew of like four or five, which, you know, is a lot for me over a weekend. I might get that a, a week. Um, this one guy, it sort of made me chuckle as well because he wanted me to be his sugar baby. <laughs> he wanted me to be his sugar baby and he was gonna pay i have no idea but yeah like not even going there wanted me to be his sugar baby was gonna pay all my bills all my rent and five thousand dollars a week via paypal oh can you send him my way please i was like how can you how can you resist that but I just, towards the end of Sunday, I just got a bit cheesed off. I thought, where are these dickheads coming from? You know, <laughs> and um, so I decided to like screenshot, and bearing in mind he'd put his, uh, he's put his WhatsApp and his Google Hangout details all on it. And you think, you know, you're sort of thinking how to, how they twist it round, like none of that exists. But if somebody was vulnerable or was tempted to accept it and start having conversations with this type of guy, um, you wonder where it would end, you know. Um, is it some sort some of funny? Would, it, no, but some it might actually be legit. Well, it could be legit, but it also could be some sort of honey trap, couldn't it? Or any, there's mm. lots of permutations of what it could be. And um, anyway, so I just got a bit sick because for me it was quite a lot over over the weekend. So I screenshot it, I screenshot it, and wrote, um, or oh, if any anybody fancies taking this guy up, he's his details. What have you got to lose? Just thought it was a bit of fun. And the minute that I sort of went to, to like, share it on my story, I got a message up saying it had been removed against community guidelines. I thought, huh? It's never happened to me before. But, of course, I've never done anything like that before. So for a second or two, I thought, that's a bit strange. And I thought, well, it's got his 
details in it, but it doesn't mention sex. It doesn't mention COVID, you know, all those different types of things. So I thought, oh, I wonder what it is. So I tried to do it again and I got, I got it again. So I thought, oh, fair enough. That spoiled me a bit of fun. Do you know what I mean? And then at the was same it time... It added, is it because it has a, added number in? But I, I, I still don't get that, how that's how that's possible in that nanosecond that they would know that. Well, they must have code written. Yeah, so obviously, so, so obviously then at the same time in the top, I get a message saying that um, I was ineligible now to use the um, brand partnership tool, which, as you know, is if you want to work with a brand, say it's like Marks and Spencer's Next or whatever, and they want mm. to work on a campaign with you and they want access to your stats and your data from that campaign, you you tag them with that so they can they can get access to all of that. Now I've never used that. My my blog, my social accounts are, are a hobby for me. Um, you know, I've had some nice little things come up off it. I've had some paid jobs, but never anybody so far that's wanted me to use the brand partnership tool. But that's not the point. I thought, what if I want to in the future? And to be honest, you know, in the words of, I couldn't see how the punishment fitted the crime. What was the connection? Hmm. You know, why would you strip somebody of that for that? I, I just couldn't I just couldn't get it. When you think about all the hate crime that is actually truly going on on social media every single day. Yeah. And it just didn't it just didn't feel like the punishment fitted the crime. So I sent a few put in a few re- support requests over the week. I think I've put about three in now because I've been that mad about it. And um it just keeps coming back. I can't have the brand pi- partnership tool because I, I'm not not safe. I've breached community guidelines. Ever? Doesn't, doesn't say. Because obviously a lot of this is AI. It's robotic, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So I just feel very badly done to, really. And I get, I get it. You know, I get that it basically had the guy's contact details in it. But I reckon he'd have been pretty happy because it would have shared him around a few few more hundred people, well, wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, but you, you could have put it on, but you would have just about to block his number and his, yeah, his, um, his thing, his so, thing out. So I absolutely get that, but I just don't feel that for what it was, and, like, it's n- never done it before. And, you know, but so it's okay for these guys to do this to us, though. It's okay well, for they're that. they're only... What, what harm has it caused? So for me, it's it's that that message was quite funny, but there's some that aren't. And you know, I I know women all the time who are getting sent messages. The things that are said on these messages, I've personally never had any of them. For me, I was just trying to throw a light-hearted spin on what is happening to women every single day on these platforms. But some of the stories that I've been privy to that i know women are getting messaged and sent every single day so i think so that's okay that's okay um you know it's like the breast cancer warriors you know there was i think at the end of last year there was something going around a woman had had some tattoos across where her breasts had been and um that had been taken down for breaching community guidelines but it's okay to get your tits out which it is okay to get your tits out if that's what you want to do but you know they don't you can't do, do it on Instagram, though. Or no, whatever. Can't. But there's ways that people, you know, something. I mean, I've been sent messages like, do what, you know, do, you know, like sex stuff. All sorts of stuff. So it's okay to be able to come into your private space. Admittedly, you've got to accept it or you just delete. And usually I delete them all. That one I saved, didn't accept it, just saved it, screenshot it, thought it was hilarious, really. And I thought I would be doing him a favor. But for now, I've been, so I felt last night like some sort of, um, you know, as if I'd been responsible for some sort of hate crime. 
it's ridiculous, really. Ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, not not a happy bunny. I accept that they should have said this breach is, you know, like a little slap on the wrist type yeah. of thing. Um, and you know me. I'm, you know, I'm it's always... Probably cause you, it's probably because you tried to put it on again. And um, And the other thing as well is that... They always say about social media, don't they? Don't say anything that you wouldn't say in real life. Well, I would tell that bloke he was a dickhead in real life. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't putting anything out there that I wouldn't have said. In fact, I would have said quite a lot to that man. I mean, what man would come up to you in real life, in any situation, and go, hey, do you want to be my sugar baby? I'll pay your rent. I think that's. A, I think I can do. I think I can do a reel to this. I think I need to find a, a thing for. You a obviously reel. haven't been to some of the places that I've been to. <laughs> I can pay you. You know. You know what. I rem- you know what. How I think it should be. You know that hippo off. Um... Oh, what's that hippo? Madagascar. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it should be in the voice of that. Hey, baby, you want to be my sugar baby? I can pay your rent. I can pay your bills. <laughs> it wants to be one of those. <laughs> like, I like them big, I like them chunky. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what he would say to me. I like them big, I like them chunky. I pay your rent, I pay your bills. <laughs> you be my sugar baby. <laughs> oh, my God. So, 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 yes, basically, I just feel really, you know... <laughs> Well and truly cheesed off with Instagram. Wow, that's getting clipped. That you know, doing so you, you know the thing, the type of things that are going on every day, and that's happened to me. It's crazy, crazy. And I, and I I couldn't even say on air what I know. Some women are getting sent every day. I can imagine. Truly, truly horrendous. But that's okay, apparently. Well, it's not though. But they allow how that. Do you know how do you know they're not getting banned on that side? They allow that. And actually, I've had a few women contact me and say that they continually call these men out by screenshotting, and yet they've never had anything happen to them. Well, you were just unlucky then, but I yeah. hope that it does come back because you use your Instagram as a bit of a. I do use my a, Instagram, as I say, I've never used a bit the of a revenue stream if you'd let me finish. I have, but, but I've never actually used the partnership tool, but that's not the point. I might want to. You know, Marks and Spencers might come flocking to me one of these days off the back of back of something that we do, and I've got to say to them, oh, you know, I can't use the brand partnership tool because, um, yeah, I shared a I, sh- I shared a sext, a sext. What an a sext? I don't know. I just made that up. Um, it's not like it was a sex tape, is it? I mean, God. No. Anyway, let's move on. But yeah, thank you, Instagram. You've driven me back to my blog because I'm going to publish a blog post about it. Well, that's what yeah. the, that's what we've said it, with blogs. You own them, don't you? So you uh, can yeah. do what you want. And, and you know, well. the thing for it is what I've said again as well, and I've chatted to a few people last night in the DMs is saying, thank God this isn't my business mm. because I made one tiny little step wrong and took something off yeah, me. Imagine, yeah, imagine if you were like a full-time influencer who yeah. needed to use that brand yeah um, so have I always nice. said I've seen businesses get you know fail just because they don't care because it's all on algorithms and all on AI bots isn't it it's not real people yeah. mostly um they've probably got about six real people running the whole of Instagram the rest is all AI um 
But yeah, and you can't have a conversation with a bot, can you? No. So there we go. Anyway, right, let's move, well, let's move well, let's on. Let's move on to another one of your topics then. Um this guy about it's a mirror article, which I'm a bit ashamed of you for sharing, to be honest. But, yeah, well, um, it, it popped up on my... Um, I mean, I can use another link. I'm sure it's on other news channels for the purpose mm. of of um, of the sharing. But I just... I actually... Actually, when you say that you're a, you're a bit sort of put out that I've shared this, it was more the... Um, the title of the article that I didn't like. Man hits one billion jackpot after launching. So man, hit, man hits one billion pound jackpot. So a jackpot is like you've won something, isn't it? Like it's, it's like, been like, handed to you. Yeah, like it's been handed to you quite easily. You bought a ticket or you bought a scratch yeah. card or a lottery ticket or whatever, and you've won it. So I, I, have, I one of the things that I, I was wanting to bring up about it was here we go again, you know, these headlines. Actually, this guy worked so hard to get to this stage in his life, in his business. Mm. There's nothing about winning a jackpot on it, um, nothing about that. And I'm often telling people that, you know, how everybody is running to be online with e-commerce. And if you've got an idea or you've got a product or you're selling a, you know, a collection of products, um, it's great to be able to do it. You know, we've got all of this functionality to have an online store so so easily these days. You know, mm. even many people can set up a basic Shopify store themselves. It's not difficult if you give it a bit of time and thought. Um, mm. So it's quite easily to to get up to get online. But I'm always saying it to people who you know clients that we work with how difficult it is once the site the store is launched. That's yeah. not the hardest bit. The hardest bit is once you're live and you've got to find the customers to sell it all to. Um, and so that just caught my eye, really. One that, you know, nothing about that article of what he's done is easy. Um, mm. It's Victorian Plumbing, which is a business, a store that, you know, we shop at a lot, renovating our um, property at the minute. So we we know what's behind this store. You know, we shop at it and... It says it's now worth around a billion pounds, and its share that, price took him quite a long time, though. It has took him a long time. I mean, it's um, you know, but when you think of the outcomes, and but then he says, you know, how he started off in in his in his parents' shed, um, mm. twenty years, I think it was, wasn't it? Selling everything, baths, basins, taps, tiles. Um, as it says there, the self-confessed workaholic was the UK's first eBay millionaire at thirty after founding first to save a mobile phone accessories business. So he's clearly very entrepreneurial, isn't he? He started off with one thing and then moved on to another. Um, and he described the early days like his, his mom and dad working for him. I mean, that's, you know, do you remember back in the day when you were doing running my Twitter account for my business? Yeah. It's get, yeah. You know, and, and the times when we, we were all sat around the kitchen table packing parcels, um, you know, it's, that's a true family business, isn't it? Getting everybody involved as it grows. And that excitement, yeah. I was talking yesterday in a client meeting, that excitement of, um, you know, I was a real, well, we were real sad. Oh, do you remember that day when you were off school ill and we were, we'd managed to get a product on um, this morning? And well, we, were wa- we, we, were watch- before, yeah. <laughs> we were watching yeah. everybody, weren't we, buying it through the checkout and refreshing the page because mm. we were that excited about it. So, yeah. yeah. 
never got to this stage, but know how hard it really is to um, to work. And I just want people to realise that it's all doable. It's all doable. It's all there. Everything is there. The tools are all there to make this possible. But that it mm. is really hard work. I just think some people think it, it must be easy. And again, it comes down to that thing, doesn't it, where, oh, I've got my website. Where, where are they all? <laughs> And, you know, I often say, as you know, to potential clients, so what's, you know, you need to know what the budget is for the for the development of the store, but what's your budget for everything else? How are you going to get those customers? And that's the same whether it's e-commerce or whatever type of business is it, it is. And I just think people do not um, think about those parts. And I, and I don't get why it's not in their minds as to what happens once the website's live, once the store's live. It seems to be a, a massive educational missing link that somehow they think having a web presence, people automatically come to you. Um, and you know, even you know when people... you had, you know, when you had your ecom site mm. years ago, did you? I remember you used to hold a bit of stock when it first started, but yeah. did you move towards more? You were like a. a, a oh, what's the word? Well, the word They've is got a drop. Loads of the... sellers. Yeah, drop shipping. Yeah. Well, the word is a drop shipper, but it was slightly different in that we we were working really mostly with artisans and creators who were making the products. Um, mm. So everything was, you know, if it was a personalised piece of jewellery or, you know, it, handbag that was made to order in a certain colour, they were they were all, you know, really unusual small businesses that I was bringing onto the platform um, because people hadn't had access to all of those all of that type of shopping before, you know, it was just due to the generic stuff that you could get in the high street. Whereas my stuff, a lot of the stuff I was bringing from America. So I, as you know, when I was selling the, the personalized dog tags that um, the Beckhams even, even wore, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it was mad that. <laughs> do you remember that? Getting a voicemail yeah. off, off Victoria's mom saying how lovely the dog tags were for David. <laughs> name drop it now. Um, <laughs> just pick that name up. You dropped. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there were unusual stuff, but the beauty of it was, is you know, I was the way that it worked. It worked really, really slick. In the end, we were putting in orders for you know maybe once or twice a month for a batch of personalised orders that people had given to me, and then mm. you know it was quite a slick process. In the end, we were we were getting stuff across from the states quite quickly, and it was long before anybody had ever started you know creating that. There was another there was another um, big thing of fingerprint jewellery where, you know, putting your baby's fingerprint in a piece of precious silver clay, it was called. And, you know, wearing that as cufflinks, necklace, earrings, that type of thing. And we did, we were we were I think we were the first to sell that in the UK um, before people obviously started thinking, oh, I can make I can make that. I make silver jewellery. I, I, I figured out how to do that. But we were one of the first bringing that across from the state, so it was a really exciting time. Um, but it totally took over my life, totally. You know, we were all we were all embroiled into it, weren't we? And yeah, we you know it it was doing okay, and it was you know, and it grew nicely, and lots of good things came off the back of it. But it it, it was totally all encompassing, and that's what that guy's done. You know, maybe it is worth a billion quid, but. Like his life has been that for the last twenty years, um, and if if that's what you want, then that's great. But you've got to realise that 
you've got to realize that. And it's the same with, you know, people who don't have a lot of budget. So then I say, well, okay, so you need to live and breathe social media then, TikTok, Instagram, you know, you've got to live and breathe that all day. That's where you need to be hanging out. And and people can't be bothered, really, at the end of the day. The people who do it are the ones who are successful, but most people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then they just don't realise how much it impinges on the rest of your life. You've got to live and breathe it to be a success. Yeah. So it just caught my eye. I know you're saying it's the mirror, but it caught my eye because of the way that they've, they'd spun the actual, um, you know, the hook to be able to read it. Now, I'm quite glad you, you said the, the mirror ones anyway, because they always have some funny comments at the bottom. Oh, they got some funny comments. Just Is like that... someone. I just find it fascinating that pe- people feel the need. We've discussed this on the episode before, like, who gives a shit about your opinion, talking mm. about yourself, mm. and just how some people have put, he's made a mint off me, nice stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> As if he's like, going to read just, it. Yeah. I always think that's funny, you know, when people comment on those type of things, you think as if that person's actually going to see that and think, oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. true. That's true. He must, another comment, he must be flushed then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain actually can't think of those things. Well done, this guy. But if you think Queenie is only worth £365 million, you need to lay off the herbs and speak to her accountant. Because in the article it says he's worth more than the Queen. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, people well, just have these opinions as if this guy is going to see this, don't they? Like, yeah. if he's if he's really worth all of that, do you think he's sat on Facebook? <laughs> I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's written this as a press release either. Has no, he? no, I don't no. think so. <laughs> I think it must have been a slow news day that mm. day. I think maybe, but you know, fair play to one of these like local like mirror and like I like to see more business news in in publishing and online because you don't really get to see businessy type news in this country very often, I don't think. Um, Do you? Do you? I I don't think. They have that Ian King on Sky News every morning for half an hour where he talks about businesses. But other than that, I don't think this country is that good at putting, like, telling the general public about some of the business that goes on in this country. Yeah, we've we've said that before, haven't we? You know, when some of the networking that we've been involved in in the past and, you, you, you know, the things when you're listening to presentations about what's going on locally with business and you think, why don't we, why don't we, you know, if, if we weren't in business, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know this. How, how come, you know, the wider public doesn't know these good news stories of what's happening with some of these businesses? We've said that before ourselves, haven't we? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Possibly, I think you're right there. It's, it's it's generally, you know, quite a bit of tat that people like reading. Mm-hmm. But that's, I guess, that's why they've got to put that bit in in the in the title to make people read, haven't they? Oh, we, I, we, I saw an article of the Hill, which is an American publisher, and the and about all this clickbaity stuff, mm. and it, it was a. Uh, um, Pfizer vaccine. So the headline was Pfizer vaccine less effective against Delta variant. Mm-hmm. But when you went into it, it's three percent less effective. Okay. And it's like they've used just that headline as this shocking clickbaity thing. But really, when you look into it, a three percent decline is is nothing. 
for how effective the vaccines are anyway. So mm. I just thought, yeah. It's just always those shock tactics, isn't it? So speaking a bit of COVID and obviously talking about your um, how you have an e-commerce business, and I always will always remember, I mean, you do it in the business that we've got now, but you pride yourself on custom, customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an article today about how customers are getting really fed up with the COVID excuse for bad service. And I will say, I'm one of those. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm joining that club. Yeah. 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 With everything, it's like you can't get into doctors. Like you you, you told me this week, your appointment is until the end of July, and it's a telephone appointment. Um, yeah, I, I always mean, remember uh... going to drop off not that long ago something at the post office and it was like oh sorry we're closed it's covid at covid hours and i thought then you try to think oh calm down they might have staff uh staff <laughs> staff um self-isolating so they might be short you know all that but i'm just like so many have used it as a really poor excuse you feel you're right you do feel as if you're constantly checking yourself because you think oh the, the underlying reasons for it but um, it does feel like it's almost been an excuse to, um, you know, pile it on. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, that example with my doctors, um, you know, I've got a re- great relationship with my GP. And I actually do not do not mind if moving forward forever, you know, many of our consultations have got to be over the phone or a video call. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, some of the things that you go with, your symptoms aren't visible. You know, if, if your symptoms are visible, if there's something they need to check out, then that's fair enough. But if it's not, they can have a chat like this, can't they? Um, yeah. So I actually agree that that's probably quite a good step in the direction and surely must save them a lot of time. You know, you haven't got that patient in and out, sitting down, all of that type of thing. You know, all those valuable minutes that you're saving. But what I don't understand, the flip side of that is how come the actual wait times have got longer? Mm. So, I, I just think some of these, especially like businesses that have been around for a long time and haven't changed. I listened to a podcast this week about with the CEO of Monzo and how he wanted to he he used his bad experience of being an AtWest customer to like launch yeah. Monzo and how whilst they were embracing online banking to change his address, he had to take a letter to the nearest store and. Like all oh, this. you've had to do that. You've had yeah. to do that, haven't you? Um, and it's business? just like it's just crazy. So he he challenged that sector. Um, it's a really interesting story. I didn't I didn't know all the that was the reason. And the one of the digressing a bit here, but one of the cleverest decisions they made is the color of the card, Monzo, to stand out. Because everyone was like, "Oh, I've got," and he said, "The CEO, one of the craziest moments he ever had was." when he was in a shop and he watched somebody pay with a Monzo card and the person serving them said, oh, aren't they cool? Mine's on its way. And it's I've, had that. I've had that happen of you. I've had what people, about Monzo? I've had people comment on the colour of the card and how cool it is and, and what is it? Oh, who's that? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have, yeah. I have, Definitely but, a talking point. But, but no, you know I the hope- other... Sorry. The are, other, we, are you going back to customer service? Yeah, the other bad thing yeah. about customer service and the other um, group of of um, people that give bad customer service are trades people. 
And obviously, I think that's off the back of everybody was at home. Everybody wanted stuff doing. Um, and I think it's just added to that, you know, not getting back to you, not coming when they say they're going to come, um, all of the stuff. And obviously, they've had a bad when... rap for a long time, but it seems to have got worse now because they are literally the busiest they've ever been. It's when you take competition out, isn't it? So mm-hmm. they're really busy constantly because everyone was at home wanting work done for their yeah. houses. So if they um, took the foot off the gas customer service-wise, they didn't have to worry about it because there was going to be another job for them to do regardless yeah. of if their customers... So I th- but I think in any sector, if you don't, if somebody... If there's like a monopoly of a, of a sector or... You, you can just get away with it because what can you yeah, do? Yeah, it's always, you, you know, when you, you've touched on before how how the next, you know, 10 years or so are going to pan out, whether we, it's going to be like the roaring 20s, you know, everything's going to be great once we get over this. Um, and I just think if that's the case, is service going to just continue to escalate and be so bad across different different sectors? Because for me, you know, renovating a house and doing buying all the stuff and having to get people in and you know and you've for had us, some quite you've had some quite shitty experiences really yeah, with all sorts. Totally. Or during um, the, the people who came and, and done I, you know of that. I've be, I've learned to become extremely patient because I get that, you know, we've got Brexit, we we have that Suez Canal problem. The world is a really <laughs> small place. You know, mm. we've had COVID. I get I've learned to be extremely patient and actually that's a good thing, but it's when you get the bad service around that as well, like the lack, the almost zero communication from some businesses on updates. And, you know, I'm quite passionate about that with our clients, aren't I? Like, even if I've got nothing to tell them, you know, if we're, if we're in the middle of a project, I'll just say, just updating you to let you know there's nothing new this week. We're in the middle of X, Y, Z. Hopefully by this time next week, I'll have something more that we can deliver to you. Because I just think when you, when people just go off the scale and disappear, that's when people become a bit worried, don't they? Yeah. Um, and so that's how I feel about our business. And but yeah, <laughs> and all your dad. Then I start fuming again when it's happened. Your dad goes, "Well, not everybody's like you." And I said, "I think there's a massive, massive gap for somebody to plug about you know customer service." And how ultimately it, it affects the longevity of your business because people will remember things. People will remember. So you think you think when you say there's a gap in the market, like customer service training, or yeah, just getting people. Like Sometimes I guess, and I think about tradesmen. You know, I think about how busy they are and how you know trying to run the business. And you think you think that little guy who's a decorator or a plumber or whatever, and he's he's got all these jobs going on, and he's got his accounts to do, and he's got his his quotes to do, and. You know, you think, yeah, it, it is hard, but, you know, don't lose sight of the end game because if you continue to perpetuate, you know, not getting back to people. And, and the other thing as well, giving really high inflated quotes because you don't want the business. Mm. I've, I've experienced that as well. And I just well, say, yeah, because what if you thought that was the, the standard and ended up paying it and you've really overpaid for your... Mm. Um, exactly. But maybe, maybe if there's a, if there is this like renaissance in small business that there's a lot of talk about, especially post pandemic, I always think smaller businesses and tend to be a lot more appreciative of your money and your time. And you know, when you shop at, I, have a, I bought a present for a friend not long ago, 
and they'd put a really cute little note. It was off Etsy, and they'd put like a really cute note in it. And it, those little things you you remember so. Yeah, you do, and then you go back. The next time you want a present for somebody else, you go back, don't you? That's how it's meant to be. And I think, mm. you know, in di- in different sectors, you know, all the various sectors there are that you can engage with and buy things from, there is some of that, and that's great. I love that. But some of them are just going very terribly wrong and really cheesing people off. And I just think well, people will remember. They'll, they'll vote with their feet and their wallets, basically, won't they? If there's competition in the sector, yeah. which is the big, yeah. Well, yeah. as RuPaul says, they'll have to step the pussies up, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, what can I say to that? One of my failures in life is that my mum doesn't watch Drag Race. She watches all the shit I watch, but she can't watch Drag Race. Um, she can't get away with it. Yeah, And, you know, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't like it enough. I think it's the Catholic upbringing just jumping out a little bit, obviously. No, no, I no. don't. No, I, I literally. <laughs> I love drag queens. I don't. Oh, don't. no, I don't, I don't dislike oh. drag queens. No, I thought you were saying drag queen. Um, <laughs> I just don't like it enough. That's all. Fair enough. Yeah. But married at first sight Australia, like, you're there at the... Premier, yeah, because yeah, I love you know at the end of the day a lot of this reality stuff is a, as you know and it's like you with RuPaul it's a way to unwind switch off and Escapism, just mom. and you know when you watch things you think oh my life's not that shit after all or you think oh well I'm not that stupid after all there's somebody yeah. else making a bigger pile of shit than me over there <laughs> mm. right let's move on then you wanted to talk about more evidence to just support the value of women age 50. Why does it need evidence? I don't get that. <laughs> like, I know the article has tried to put a slant on it, but why do... And maybe the issue is the fact that we need evidence to support the value of women over 50. Why do we need evidence? It does, because when you're in this space, like me, and I'm hurtling even closer to 60 now, which is... Oh, well, I'm glad you've said it, because if I said that, you'd have... Pretty, pretty scary. Um... Yeah, pretty scary. But actually embracing it as well because I feel fabulous the fact that I'm getting close to that age and I am fabulous at the end of the day. Um, so, fabulous. you know, living live proof that, you know, later life can be, uh, it comes with its trials and tribulations, but overall it can be fabulous. Um, Any more fabulous. But it's it's obviously, you know, when you live in this space that I'm in, um, you see that you are not acknowledged by society in many ways. Um, you know, whether that's through work, through leisure. Uh, you know, I laughed last week. I got sent, uh, somebody followed me, I think, uh, was from a stairlift company on Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah um, but what did you put in your bio? Oh, that I was 58. No, I think you put like aging. Pro aging. Pro aging is a, a term that I like. Well, how can you um, be anti aging? Because we're all getting older. Well, we're all anti aging. Look at all the skincare. It's all anti aging, isn't yeah. it? Which I hate. Like, I'm not anti aging. I just want to look and feel well for my age. I'm not anti aging. I think it's, you know, I'm proud that I'm still, you know, here on this planet. That I've reached this age and I'm fermenting like a fine wine. Um, 
God, who I don't know, put some I don't know whether fer- in you today? I don't know whether fermenting's the right word. I'm aging fermented. like a fine wine. Oh. Fermented? No, I'm not fermenting, am I? <laughs> but aging like a fine wine. Let's take that. Fermenting. Ferment- fermenting just doesn't sound. No, I don't think that's the right word. Um, but you know me; I often use the wrong words in lots of things. But but yeah, I I don't often big myself up, and I'm you know I'm very self-deprecating. Um, Painfully very so. painfully self-deprecating, but um, but I just think if 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 as older women we don't big ourselves up, nobody else will. And that's know, a... but that, no, the the slant of that article is annoying me though because it's like they're using the um professor who was the project leader of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine who's fifty nine. Yeah. yeah. So they're using her example to say that like women in their forties and fifties within the workplace are worth it but like a yeah, woman because often it was no often. no but a woman who was 60 who was stacking shelves in the little tesco is valued like i don't know why we've got to we're all valid know, like, we're all valid but can i just tell you it's about visibility so it's a strange it's a strange shift in things when you and i have experienced it but no way on a scale that i know some other women experienced it and we've talked about this before and I've written about it in my blog you know my mum your grandma bless her says oh you'll never be invisible Sharon I think it's something to do with the hair and the glasses and you know the loud clothes like you can't miss me I know that and I don't do that Mm. intentionally that's just my personality and how it's developed as I've got older Um, but you do become invisible people do pass you over and think that you know your input is no longer valid. It's the younger ones coming through that are most important. And I get we're all important. We're all important. Mm. As we say, you know, in our business on this podcast, you and I together have got two totally different outlooks. No, not different outlooks on life. Got similar outlooks on life. Perspectives, that's a good word. Yes, thank you. Um, (laughs) You know, we come from the same mould, but we've got different perspectives and we, we enable each other to see those different perspectives um, and without you, I probably, you know, when I say that you and your brother are constantly, I say, I think I said it to you earlier today, every day is a school day. You know, we're constantly learning from each other as a family. And and I love that. I embrace that. And I think that's how it should all be. I've got as much validity in things as you have. We, we, we both bring, you know, as a cliche, things to the table. But a lot of women feel like they start to get passed over. Um, and that's just we generally need to challenge how you a feel. Lot, we have to challenge a lot. I think you've got to probably challenge your own un- unconscious bias. So say if I was hiring and I got past the CV and this woman was, well, maybe not even a woman, doesn't matter the gender. Like no. if there were 55, let's say. I mean, would you know that up, from a CV? Because you, you actually well, don't sometimes have you to put your date of birth, don't you? But you don't yeah, have but to. But some they say that do, you don't but, have to, yeah. Well, yeah, it just shouldn't really matter, but. Um, yeah. If I saw a 55-year-old wanted to come and work for the digital gene, maybe the first things that would spring up in my head is like, why are they wanting a new job now? What's wrong with them that they've needed, you know, to move at 55 in my head? Maybe I might have to be, why do they want to move and change them? Like, up? you know, all that. I don't know, something about... I think I don't the think you would... genera- something about the younger generation moving from job to job is totally fine, but something about 
all the people in their careers. It's but where you, but I would actively try to challenge that thinking if you. Yeah, because where me. you benefit from me is you know that I'm always changing how I feel about everything. I'm not. No. I'm not saying that I'm a lightweight and that I'm. You know, I'm a flip. I'm a flip flop. No. Well, that might be open for discussion, but um, but I'm always excited about life, as you know. I'm always excited about challenges and new things, and I'm not alone. Whatever, whatever the gender, and so I think women for a long time have felt passed over, and that's, you know, that it, that they have like a cloak of of uh, invisibility goes over them, and. Um, and and yeah, you would think also oh, once over. I would have actually thought, oh, so you're like nearly sixteen. You, you're looking for a different type of job. That's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. And I actually would have thought that, but as I, yeah. but as I've become this age, I actually think no, actually, there's nothing wrong with that. And when you think about it, with um, the pension age, the retirement age, moving further and further away from people, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are we're all living longer, and we're all going to have to work. Probably many of us you know into our 70s and actually if you want to work longer what's wrong with that if you really enjoy your job and you're fit and able to do it why why wouldn't you and if when you were 75 you decided you wanted to go into um a zoology degree why can't you you I know mean, what I mean that wouldn't make economic sense but <laughs> but you know just take that out like, of why, you, know, you couldn't go and do a degree at 75 because you're not going to get a very long career out of it are you what if you live till you're 100, like Major yeah, you're Tom? You're not going to want to work a bloody... You're not going to be a zoologist at 90, are you? David Attenborough? How old is yeah, he? He's done it all his life. He didn't retrain when he was 70. But why couldn't he? Oh, that's ridic- that is ridiculous. That, like, that... Somebody, if a Can I just tell you, though? Came to the digital dean and was like, I want to do an apprenticeship. Is that all right? I'd be like, <laughs> I think... The place for you could be the home potentially. Like you see, the if thing you're is, saying though, stuff like that now. <laughs> no, but the thing is, and, and maybe there are extreme examples. I get that, but the thing is, when you're 27, like you, Declan, and when you're oh, 58, you've got all your life ahead. No, your life, I'm you, not Declan. saying that. I'm no, I'm not saying that. But we're talking about perceptions again, aren't we? When you're your age, you're obviously not thinking about being my age. But when you're actually my age, and you realise that. Actually, in many ways, you haven't even reached your fullest potential because when you when you get older, you learn to not care about some of the things that held you back when you were younger. You know, there is an element of freedom there, I think, an element of freedom which enables you to push yourself forward to do things that you probably would never have dreamed of. And you're actually not as frightened of failure when you get older as you used to be. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it, that you only get those feelings from being around for longer because then you've got less time and opportunity to really go for it. Because oh you know, yeah, it's totally I'll, that that like, sort of stuff. I always it's... say that, like, yeah, like if I could get out of my own way, sometimes I feel like I could achieve even more than I have done. You yeah. know, and what if what if I eventually do get out of my own way in my fifties? It's like, well, isn't it a shame I couldn't have done it thirty years earlier? So, it is. Yeah. It is. It's, a, it's an interesting article, and it, and it's written by um, you know a fabulous woman who writes a blog called Fab After Fifty. Um, a woman called Kerry that I've known on Instagram for you know quite some time now. 
Um, and we connected on, over on LinkedIn. And I really liked some of the content that Kerry pushes out. And I thought this was, you know, just another fabulous article, fabulous <laughs> article to um, to bring up again. You know that there's continually evidence that you know there's no way that we should be sidelined. Fifty. 50 is just far too young to be sidelined in this day and age because, you know, we are all living a lot longer. Um, we've got a lot to give. We've got HRT to help us along that, you know, our <laughs> grandmas and great grandmas never had. They just used to have to go and cry in a corner. We've got so much more available to us now. So, so well, why? they weren't in the workplace. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. my my grandma probably sat and hold, had a hot flushes sat on the sofa with a cup of tea of an afternoon after she'd mm. done the housework. You know, nobody was there to see how she felt, and she wasn't having to strive forward and go out and work. And you know, why shouldn't we continue to work? Because it's often once your family's grown up that then you feel like it is come round again that it's more time for you. So you've got that time. Why not use it in a way that you're really going to benefit from? And if that's a career or a new career you know, something that you've rediscovered or something that's completely new, why not? Because 50 is far too young when we're all living the lives that we are now. Oh, I agree. Thank so shall we end there? I know we had one last topic, but... What was the last left. topic that we were going so to talk about? it was just the ITV you're going to sell. Oh, well, that's fairly new. That's fairly new. So I think we can easily push that across to next episode, can't we? I'll keep it in your notes. And, I will. Yeah, I'll keep it in my notes, Dex. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been good to see you doing the podcast together. Yeah, it is. And and obviously, I've seen that you started pushing snippets of video out now, I forcing have. each other to get over ourselves with video, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. all good. All good. And I and okay. the post the post this morning that you put on LinkedIn, I thought, oh, it's quite fun. Quite fun. It is. I do. I do. Mm. Anyway. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's In The Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan Williams underscore. And Mum, what are you? All right. Before end it. Um, we are at It's In The Jeans pod on Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at In The Jeans pod. You can follow our business at The Digital Jean across all platforms. And you can also now, if you fancy watching this podcast rather than listening, go to The Digital Jeans YouTube channel for the video version and watching watching and, and listening fingers crossed touching wood that sounded rude <laughs> um i don't know don't rolls roll eyes, eyes, rolls eyes. hopefully <laughs> between us recording and when this goes out that football does come home <laughs> yay <laughs> right looking forward bye. to it take care bye bye, bye everyone